I'm coming off of a pretty bad case of COVID, so my voice is still a little bit off. I'm still congested, and we're just going to power through on this one because it's important for me that I fulfill my commitments and show up for you and spend time with you every week. I love it. This is what I love to do, so as long as I'm able, I'm going to be doing it. Okay. So this week, we're going to talk about clarifying your business processes as a marketing activity. Most people think that this falls into the administrative or development category of growing a business. I don't. I actually think that your processes are defined as a marketing activity because they impact how your business scales. And that's really important because how your business scales has a lot to do with how you market your business and show up in front of people and how you nail these repetitive processes that help you get there even faster. I think that how you decide to run your business effectively is rooted in your desire to succeed and the profit you generate from your sales and marketing actions is your clearest marker for success. So all of this really ties in together beautifully and today I want to talk you through some of the simple questions you can ask to make sure that you're defining your processes to set you up for that level of scale and success as a marketer. As an entrepreneur, 90% of your business is marketing. Marketing is pre-selling or a way to reach and influence more of your ideal buyers at a time. That's what we're going to talk about today. How to market and sell simpler with better results. So pull up a chair and let's spend some quality time together. All right, so let's get right into this. People talk about processes as a way to scale. I mentioned that in a bit of the intro. So the number one question I get is how do you scale your offers? Now the problem is when I receive this question. Usually it's very early on in someone's business. They haven't even broken 100K in their business and they're asking how to scale it. They haven't even broken 20K in their business and they're asking how to scale it. And I love that you have a big picture vision for your business. Don't get me wrong, that's amazing. It's great to think about the long term. The problem is you end up self-sabotaging a lot because you're so focused on thinking about the future, you're judging yourself for not getting there fast enough yet. And that's all just part of the process, right? You go through the process of building a business and in the beginning, it's a little bit slower. You're figuring it out, that's natural. So the simple answer to this question is you scale your offers by selling one at a time faster and faster, right? That's the simplest way to look at it. But to break that down, there's two main tracks of how you scale. Number one, sell first, right? You've got to actually sell your offers to prove that people want them in mass so you can actually scale them. That the messaging is landing, that the audience is right, that the website's designed to convert, that the emails are actually getting opened and clicked through, all of those different components that people are engaging with your social media content, all the pieces that we've talked about week after week on this podcast, all of those need to be working. You need to be actually selling consistently. That's step one. Step two as to how to scale your offers is to figure out how you're gonna measure and track that progress and then make executive decisions quickly. Something I notice a lot after having worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs across every industry, every country, is that they crave 100% certainty before they make a decision. And this is wrong. You need to make decisions as soon as you tip the scales. If you're 50-50, don't decide. But if you're 51-49, make a decision and go. Because you can waste 
days, weeks, months, even years making a decision, wanting to be 100% certain and it's never going to happen. And as soon as you become 100% certain, some other piece of information is inevitably going to come into your line of sight and you're going to want to make that decision differently very quickly after you've already decided. So yes, think about the big picture vision. Think about how you're selling now. Measure, track, and decide. These are the basics of scaling. You've got to start somewhere and then you've got to build on that success and you've got to do it intentionally. Now the next question that I hear a lot is how can you be known as an expert? And what I invite you to do is define what an expert means to you. If you Google what is an expert, you'll get a lot of subjective opinions about it. Some people say it's 10,000 hours of work on something. Some people say it's 25,000. Some people say it's five years. Some people say it's confidence level. Some people say that it's the depth of experience you have on a particular topic. And technically, they're all right. Who is going to know what the exact definition of an expert is if there are lots of different definitions? No two people will ever 100% agree on the exact definition of anything. So you're the one who has to decide and define what an expert means to you. I think being an expert at something requires consolidation of value. The more of an expert you are, the more synthesized the information you share becomes. So I can give you the same amount of value another marketer can give you in a quarter of the time. That's what makes me an expert. Because there's no question you can ask me that I can't either answer immediately or find an answer to that I feel confident about in under five minutes. I'm also invited to speak on stages about marketing and sales and building businesses. This is what makes me an expert in other people's eyes, which only came after I decided I was one, after I showed up as one. So Defining what an expert means to you and also in what areas you are an expert. Some people start out in their business and they're like, well, I'm brand new at my business, so I can't be an expert yet. But there's a lot of things that you're doing in your business that you've been doing for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. You are an expert in those things. You just aren't an expert in applying them in a very specific way like you are now. And you're the one who gets to decide if that makes you not an expert or if that makes you an expert who is learning something new and becoming even more of an expert in their field by applying things in different ways. If you were to believe you were an expert when you showed up and you said, you know what, I haven't done it this way, but I've done it other ways for many years and I know exactly what I'm talking about and I know exactly how to help you and I'm amazing at what I do and that's why I decided to do this as a career path, people would trust you because you trust yourself. And that's where expertise starts. It starts from within. It starts from how you apply the knowledge that you've learned and how you feel about yourself and your ability to apply it to help others, to apply it to achieve specific goals throughout your career. Okay, so now you know how to scale your offers and what you need to do. And now you know how you can be known as an expert. So the last question I get asked about process is what do you need to do before you outsource? And this is such an interesting question. And this is why I feel like coaching is so important because it's impossible for me to tell you exactly what you specifically need before you outsource without knowing your business. 
without knowing the gaps that you need to fill, without knowing the tools and systems and processes you already have in place, without knowing your goals and how you plan to achieve them and what you feel like you're missing, what you desire to do differently, what you're looking to build upon. So I'm going to give you the high level because you are an expert and you know how to scale now. So Once I tell you these three critical things that you're going to need before you outsource, you get to decide and define, do I have them? How good are they? What exact next steps do I need to take? All of those types of questions that a CEO who knows exactly what they're doing to scale and define their processes as a business in order to do that needs to know. So number one, you're probably going to need software. Because when you outsource, you're going to want to enable yourself and your team to be its most efficient because you're working on a profit scale. And a lot of people, when they outsource, lose money because things are not efficient. They end up hiring people thinking that they're just going to execute and then they spend six months training them and then that person ends up leaving. They've wasted all that time. They've wasted all that money. They've gotten nowhere and they don't have a process to bring someone else in and not repeat the same mistake. I see it so many times. Hi, it's Justine. I've been a marketer since 2008 and an entrepreneur since 2014. And what I've noticed is that there's a gap between understanding how to run your business and understanding how to market it. It's not about becoming a marketing expert or investing all of your time on marketing. It's actually the opposite. The more you understand marketing, the better you get at it and the less time you need to invest in it. Plus, the quicker you can make money, the quicker you can afford to hire people who enjoy it more than you do to do it for you. If you're ready to master your marketing in the simplest of ways and know exactly what to do to grow and how, click the link in the show notes to learn more. So the first thing you want to do is consider what software am I using that is already set up to scale and work with people that I outsource work to? So maybe you have some CRM tools, some customer relationship management tools, something to track all of your clients and customers in one simple place, something that contains all of their email addresses, something that's tracking correspondence, outreach, billing, all of those things in one place. That's probably the easiest because you can have your team all on the same software working together collectively towards a goal, having easily tracked and measured metrics and benchmarks for success, everything there, okay? The next thing you're gonna need is the people to fill the gaps on your team. And so that is gonna require you to define where the gaps are. There's some people that you're gonna bring in for their specific skill set, and you're gonna discover that they actually have strengths in other areas or that they're really exceptional at that skill set and you've had to stretch them beyond their skill set, beyond their zone of genius, into their zones of excellence and competence because you didn't have anybody else. But now you're looking to expand and outsource beyond your team. You're thinking, how can I take the work off their plate that is not their zone of genius work so I can get the most out of them and the most out of someone who's added to the team dynamic? You're going to want to think about the culture of your team and who you're bringing in and how that impacts the morale of the team as a whole, how they're going to feel when they join the team what the community within your organization is looking and feeling like, how you're maintaining the integrity of your systems and your processes and your customer service when you hire additional people. And then the last part, which is what this week's podcast episode is all about, 
is the process documents. Now, this doesn't have to be a fancy document, but you do have to document what is happening so that if one team member goes on vacation or needs a break or ends up quitting or leaving or whatever they're doing, they're unavailable to you, that someone can step in and simply and easily take their place. These documents are also great for defining where your processes break down. So let's say you've got a list of 100 clients that you're serving at one time, and you realize that the onboarding process is working, but retention is extremely low. And you have to decide where in this process of customer nurturing are we breaking down? Is it actually in the process of retention or is it sooner? Could we do something better or become stronger in that onboarding process even though it is working? Or maybe there's a significant gap between when you onboard someone and when you begin to nurture them. But without having a process document to sit down and do quarterly evals with your team and decide what's the best way to make sure that our customers are happy and coming back to us and buying more from us and telling people about their experience with us. And those process documents are going to inform a lot of those decisions and help you come at things from a very strategic point of view instead of a lot of hypothesis because you're doing a bunch of random things and you don't really know which things are contributing to which benchmarks for success and nothing is being tracked or kept in one place. And there's no intentional process for evaluating your processes. And that's a big part of outsourcing and scaling and being known as an expert at what you do in general is defining how you're going to know, and when you're going to track and measure and make those important decisions, and how you enroll your team and all of their strengths to do an even better job at that over time. Maybe even take some of that off your plate as the leader of the company trusting your team to take over some of those evaluation processes. These are all marketing questions that lead to repeatable results. They make it very clear how and what you can automate, where exactly you have room to grow, and what additional revenue streams fit your plan to scale. Because there are probably a lot of ways that you could do a lot of things, but there's only one best pathway for you. And the more data you collect as a company, the more data-driven decisions you can make, which means your likelihood of success only becomes higher the more that you practice this. So I invite you this week to go sit down and think about your processes. Do you even have any? Have you documented them? How clear are they? Do they need to be revisited? Can they be more effective? Can they be simpler? How can you enroll different people within your team to make them better? How can you measure, track, and make better decisions quicker? How do you integrate your expertise in a meaningful way? What types of software are you using? What people do you need to fill gaps within your current process? Do you make it a priority to evaluate and build on your successes as you grow? A lot of times we're flying by the seat of our pants. We're building our business as quick as we can, getting it in front of as many people as we can, and we don't stop to reflect as much as we could because we feel like it's going to take time away from the sales and the building of the business, but it's actually the opposite that's true. The more you stop to think and evaluate and be meaningful with your actions, the quicker you're going to grow. 
the more you're going to recognize about what you're doing that's actually impacting your bottom line in a positive way, that's actually impacting your customers in the most positive way, that's helping you get retention up, get turnover in your organization down. Even if you're just a one-person team who's got a couple of 1099 contractors working on things like a virtual assistant and a project manager or a content developer or a social media manager. Doing these activities will pay you dividends in your business. So go think about them. Sit down, spend some time, carve out an hour. Look at these things in your business and make some fast decisions. Remember, if you're even at 51%, just make the decision. Act quickly and confidently and decide as you go how things need to evolve and shift with you so that you can make more progress faster. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ask the Marketing Expert podcast. It was so great to spend time with you today. If you'd like to learn how you can spend more time with me by learning from me or working with me, visit growthmindsetmarketers.com. And if you're loving this content, please take a minute and leave an honest review. See you next week.